This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. Welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew. And we are here with a bonus episode in April 2020. <laughs> what, a month, what a month it's been, everybody. It feels How's like How's everyone doing? I hope with this next <laughs> relief bill that Congress outlaws asking people how they're doing. Like, nobody's doing good. <laughs> Why do people keep asking me how I'm doing? It's bad. It's going bad. Anybody who you? claims they're doing good <laughs> is a cop or a criminal or both. Um, <laughs> we are very glad to have with us uh, some of our Patreon supporters in the chat uh, here on our exclusive Patreon YouTube stream. Um, if you want more information on how to join us for one of those, head to patreon.com slash overdue pod. They wouldn't be happening without our supporters. Thank you. Uh, Andrew, what book are we talking about this week on the show? We're talking about uh, Encyclopedia Brown by Donald J. Sobel. Something weird just happened to your video, but I'm going to fix it. It's not even a big deal. It's not a big deal. Here it goes. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> But it does look very like James Bond intro sequency. Live demo, folks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, each episode, one or both of us reads a book that we haven't read before, and we talk about it here on the show. Um, I have never read an Encyclopedia Brown book. Andrew, have you? I've read a few, and some of these I remembered. Okay. From childhood. But yeah, I couldn't tell you which ones. I think we just had an assortment. Sure. Because he, uh, Donald J. Sobel, who's the author, he wrote these uh, throughout his life. The first one in 1963, and then the last one published like three months after he died in 2012. And yeah, except for a gap in the early 90s, like he was publishing one every one or two years for a while. And then after um, 95, it was like every two or three years okay. until he died. And yeah, he was pretty active. I am wondering... If the later Encyclopedia Brown books have like computers and stuff, or if it's always just like the the perma fifties, like it is in a Hardy Boys book. There was an article I read on CrimeReads.com. Interesting. Um, when he passed away, he passed away in what twenty twelve, and there were a lot of really moving obituaries written about him, and lots of articles uh, going through his like his oeuvre and his biography. And um, he seems like he said it all in the pre-internet era. Um, I think Encyclopedia Brown's services always cost 25 cents. Um, I don't think any, people had TVs, but I don't think they ever got America Online discs in the mail or anything <laughs> like that. I think that's where maybe we draw the line. Mm -hmm. I get. I mean... Narrative is just easier if nobody has cell phones or internet. It's just easier to do. Yeah. If Encyclopedia can't Google the thing that Bugs Meany just told him and solve the crime. Like, it's, it's man, your video keeps doing all kinds of weird stuff. Hmm. Um, 
it is way more impressive to know a bunch of facts when there is not a fact knowing rectangle in your pocket at all times. That's true. That's very true. So if you bring it into the age of the search engine, like encyclopedia's main marketable skill is just, it goes away. It's nothing. Yes. Um, As we said, uh, Donald J. Sobel, the J reportedly doesn't stand for anything. (laughs) It was an initial that his parents just gave to him. Um, And he was born in the Bronx. He served in World War II. He went to uh, rival liberal arts Ohio school Oberlin, Andrew. Boo. Boo. Boo, <laughs> Berlin. Um, Did you know that he uh, he tried out for the Cincinnati Reds? I didn't see that. No. Yeah. There's this whole. So I found this whole mental floss article from 2015. Well, we can talk about it a little bit more later, but it's basically there was an Encyclopedia Brown movie announced in 2013 and then it went nowhere. And so this is all about that. Oh, OK. And OK. Some more background stuff about Sobel. That's cool. Yeah. Um he was, you know, he's a cool guy. He worked in uh the New York New New York City like news industry for a little while before moving to Florida. He was writing things called Two Minute Mysteries. Uh starting in, like nineteen fifty nine. They would go into like pulp magazines and things like that. Um and then I think sometime after he started his family with his wife, he started like writing stuff for kids and he was writing a lot of nonfiction and reference books for kids which i think is where he where people have said he got a lot of the stuff he uses in the encyclopedia brown mysteries because a lot of them hinge on no, some of them are observational very sherlock holmesy and then some of them as we'll talk about are very like oh well, you have to catch that historical fact that someone lied about or got wrong. <laughs> and he Those are my least favorite. Like this this book doesn't really dabble in those too much. There are a couple that are just like if you knew the facts like Encyclopedia does, you would instantly know. Yes. Why Bugs Me <laughs> was lying about the Civil War sword. Yes, that's but, true. Uh, but usually it's just like catch the logical inconsistency in the story that somebody's telling. And it's always like Whenever someone is giving you a weirdly specific bit of information that you don't really know why you're reading, it's probably because it's the solution to the puzzle. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, There are a lot of folks in our chat right now talking about BJ Novak of that hit show, The Office, uh, who has a whole Wikipedia Brown bit. Um, And then someone is calling him a children's author. I don't know what's going on in the chat right now. BJ Novak, if you're out there, hit us up about your children's books. Um. Other things about Encyclopedia Brown to know. Andrew, in 1979, uh, Sobel sold the rights for movies, TV, and games to a guy named Howard Deutsch. Deutsch, Deutsch. Yeah, I read all about uh, David Deutsch is the name Oh, oh okay. Well, tell me about da- Howard David Deutsch <laughs> and <laughs> what happened with those rights. Just that he, you know, Sobel sold the rights for what, like $25,000? Yes. And then as time went on and his hit boy detective series kept growing in popularity he was like i shouldn't have sold that for that little money (laughs) i did a bad and so there's just this extended legal battle with him and deutsch who was like who owned some of the rights for some reason like i think the the he kept the the movie rights or something yeah um and it just it lasted for decades like it was um Settled in 2005, and the records are sealed, so we don't know the details of it, though Deutsch is still the one who retains 
those rights and he was the one who was trying to get that movie off the ground in 2013. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this partnership produced the, like the most notable thing, I guess is an HBO kids series ran for like uh, 10 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. ran for like 10 episodes and they've fallen into a, a memory hole because Deutsch like broke off his relationship with HBO because he didn't think they were promoting the episodes enough. Like HBO, this is kind of in the Fraggle Rock era and they're trying to expand their children's programming a little bit. Sure. Who knew that later on they would just <laughs> swallow up Sesame Street like a sea monster. Whoops. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it it ran for a little while. It was pretty well reviewed, but you can't find it anywhere. Like I haven't looked on YouTube to see if there are horrible like VHS transfers. The, um, of it that exists. I who, assume that it does. The but. guy who played Encyclopedia like passed away real young too. I think he was a, he was in a car accident when he was like nineteen. Um, so I I feel like stuff like that can also sometimes contribute to a memory hole where there's like there's no one actively out there advocating for it, or you know you're not looking it up because that person isn't in other things. It's well, and know. sometimes what happens, um, and this is something we've talked a little bit about on the other podcast. I do about TV at point of television. Maybe you heard of it. Um, that there are a lot of shows like eighties, nineties, early two thousands, even where music rights are a big thing because they oh, didn't, yes. like they didn't think to clear it for like DVD or streaming or whatever, because that just wasn't a thing. And if something's not popular enough for people to bother, then it sometimes will just vanish or other times it'll be released. But a song from a certain sequence might get like, pulled out and yeah there's whole else, i don't know if it's the entire run but laura tried to get back into watching charmed on netflix a year or so ago and the theme song is different and worse because they oh, can't no. use the real one <laughs> like they can't use whatever licensed song that they had at the time um and now there it's just like some shots of san francisco and a dude playing the guitar <laughs> yeah it's been in the chat says it's why you can't get malcolm in the middle on dvd here in the states uh, marta says freaks and geeks will never stream again unless fox licenses the music which is really a shame too bad because i i think uh susanna watched freaks and geeks for the first time on hulu or something like a few years ago and it's got like everybody in it yeah but, like, they're all in years there before they were anyone yeah. yeah it's wild um so let's talk a little bit just about the the kid detective and the formula of Encyclopedia Brown, Andrew, I think there are some things that line up with Encyclopedia and then things that we might find in other encyclopedia like in other uh, kid detective stories that don't line up at all, given the way that Sobel has chosen to structure these books. Um, so you were saying a little bit earlier, like there's a particular formula and structure to how these things are set up that allow you to just like pick one up off the shelf. Like what is that what makes an encyclopedia brown book or this one which is encyclopedia brown boy detective the very first one mm -hmm. a book in this series what are the hallmarks so it's uh broken up into a few different mysteries throughout the book um encyclopedia is sometimes helping his dad the chief of police of idaville <laughs> Who is apparently extremely easy to hoodwink if his ten-year-old son's not around? I don't know how old Encyclopedia. I think is. he's that's ten. A, that's I a shot. He's a fifth grader. He's a fifth grader. Yeah. Yeah. So that's around ten. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes he is running his detective agency out of his garage. He's scrawled a sign on some cardboard that his mother gave him. He will take any case, big or small, twenty-five cents flat rate plus expenses. <laughs> 
<laughs> we never see him incur any expenses in this. No. He does go to that like soda shop, but I don't I don't know if he writes that off or what the He can write Yeah, he could probably He can write he that. can write half of it off because it's a meal, right? But yes. not the whole thing. Do you think his dad is writing off the square footage of the garage <laughs> that his son is using? <laughs> Well, is okay. So, is he using it exclusively for work purposes? Because that's a big thing about home office expenses. God dang it! Um, this when I saw that sign that he scrawls, it reminded me very much of like Lucy Van Pelt, the Doctor is in signage, like kids playing at adult from the Peanuts comics kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is very fun. Um, and as you said, like it's there is. There isn't even there is not an overarching story to this book. Like because it's the first one, we do get introduced to some people for the first time and like time passes, but there's there's not a single detail in one chapter or mystery that you need to understand the next one. Unless mm-hmm. you're like you might come out if you just read mystery number 7 out of this book, whatever, I don't know if it's the diamond necklace one or the happy nephew or whatever it is. Um you might be like, who's this kid? Why is he so smart? Why does they call him Encyclopedia when he was named Leroy? Why is his name Leroy Brown? Is he bad, bad <laughs> Leroy Brown? That's man of the whole dang town. Like, what is that about? Um, but he is not the, like, classic kid detective in the sense that, you know, he is a snooping kid who is an amateur sleuth. Mm-hmm. Um, but his dad is the authorities and a real hallmark of kid detectives is that they have to operate like outside as like vigilantes. They're, yeah. <laughs> They're like extrajudicial, <laughs> extrajudicial. There's the word. And part of those stories usually hinge on they're like, oh, well, we can't go to the cops or like the adults won't believe us. So we have to operate in ways that like further the case without getting caught or getting in trouble um and brown encyclopedia brown does not have that problem at all like the cops will call his dad will just say over dinner i'm having trouble with such and such case Mm -hmm. please genius boy tell me what to do well and it's always like the ones with his dad for i think i go in primed to find them unsatisfying because i'm just (laughs) it's so worrying that this is the setup in idaville but there has not been any no one's gotten away with a crime in idaville for over a year nobody i mean i'm sure plenty of people are jailed in idaville i don't know if encyclopedia brown's evidence is admissible in court he really relies like so many mystery shows on the uh the perpetrator confessing when confronted with evidence that contradicts their story that's a good point that's a good (laughs) point maybe if they didn't cooperate so much like oh you got me then maybe the I don't know the crime rate in Idaville would be up a little bit, but yeah, it's we don't know much about the is, DA's office in Idaville, is what you're saying. I'm sure there's some ten year old kid over there running that too, <laughs> jailing people for carrying marijuana. Um, but the so the ones where it's Encyclopedia, the freelancer solving a crime for twenty five cents, you get to see him do some real like shoe leather. Yes. Gumshoe, like what other shoe things can we bring into this? Like actual firsthand evidence and testimony from people. Correct. For the ones with his dad, he's relying on what his dad tells him about the crime. And his dad hasn't figured it out, but he does give Encyclopedia everything that he needs to do to figure it, figure it out. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, Do you see why that's concerning? <laughs> it is. 
Encyclopedia can't trust his dad to solve a crime himself, but he does trust his like recall and his ability to oh. like, relay relay evidence. Yes, he does not question the facts presented to him. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you might Encyclopedia Brown I don't know if he's a like a systems thinker. He does have a What do you mean? Like he's not thinking about how to change how society he's not he's just like letting facts go into his brain if someone on the street asks him for a crossword answer he'll stop and help them right he's just got all the like recall facts in his brain and yes he can he can like think laterally but he's not trying to like heal communities he's not trying no, to like he's no encyclopedia brown is not is not worried about systemic just crime, <laughs> like crime which makes yes. him which does make him a cop in in that way. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. He doesn't like create systemic problems, I guess, but he does. I mean, and there's some like class stuff going on too. Yeah, Osmini, there really who is. is the leader of this gang, and also he's the biggest and dirtiest of all the boys, and that's how you know he's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a mess in this book. Um, I guess like the thing that I did not know about these books coming in and was not prepared for at all, because I honestly knew nothing about this whole each chapter is a self-contained little short story mystery, solve it, and then every mystery ends with Encyclopedia Brown going, aha, and then in the like Kindle edition I had, it was like, click here for the answer. Yeah, that's actually, that's great because in the... Paper books, especially if you were jumping around in, in mysteries instead of reading it sequentially, but even if you were reading it sequentially, you have to flip back yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. back of the book and you could inadvertently spoil yourself for other mysteries that you hadn't read yet. Yes. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. But I will say, like, I was, when I read these at an age appropriate age, I was stumped almost every time mm. because I wasn't reading carefully enough or, or, so, or I was just stupid or something. <laughs> I, I think my react I don't think any of these like flat out stumped me. I think some of them I was like, that's the answer. <laughs> like kind of in a mind trap way. Where the you're- one that is the the weirdest one, and it's not in this book, it's in another book, but it's this convoluted thing where like Bugs Meanie has something in his right pocket and he's running away. And he says he like reached down to get it out of his pocket, but his like right arm was constricted at the time. And so Encyclopedia solves the thing by being like, it's really hard when you're running to reach with your left hand into your right pocket. And that's the answer to the mystery. What? <laughs> like that's very That does and, and it does feel very Sherlock Holmesy in that way where he's like, I'm gonna make an assertion about the way that people behave. And if he makes it strong enough, as you said, the the villain or the criminal will just confess. Um, mm-hmm. So people want to have their work recognized, and they want to talk about their work. That's true to an, to interested people. <laughs> so I think that's what it is. Um, so the first, I just like have a quick summary of each mystery. We probably won't talk about all of them in depth, but I feel like a couple of them they are different enough in some of their solutions that I think we'll be able to illuminate how Encyclopedia Brown works, which, again, I'm just flabbergasted because I had no idea coming in what this whole experience was going to be like. So as we've alluded to before, there is 
the sitting at the dinner table help dad solve a crime mystery, which is like the least impressive, but it, this, no pun intended, does some table setting for the rest of the book. Um, we meet, you know, we learn that his dad's the chief of police. There's like somebody, even though no one has gone away with a crime in the last year because of this nine or ten year old genius, um, someone robbed a clothing store or something. And the store clerk like, was like, oh, well, Natty Nat did it, which in my notes, I first put Natty Nut, which is just as good. No, that's not a thing. Natty Nat is my favorite um, favorite jazz musician, though. Oh, he's pretty good. He plays he the, really good stuff. Yeah, on that trombone. Um, mm-hmm. And the solution is that like his dad lays out all the facts, and I guess Encyclopedia Brown's like, well... He, how could he have known about that dude's back if he hadn't heard about him in the news? <laughs> like, there's like a whole thing about his gun going in the back of his pants or like the back well, of his it's, jacket. It's the, it, it's, his jacket is like belted in the back. Yes. Yes. And so he describes Natty Nat just as he's been described in the papers as this guy who wears a gray coat with a belt <laughs> in the back. And his dad, that, that, genius bit of storytelling just totally hoodwinks the chief of police of Idaville <laughs> until he brings it home to his baby son who should be playing Nintendo but instead he's helping his dad police the town yeah I guess I stop. what's the how many times am I allowed to be really mad about this because I feel like I'm pushing the limit already no I think it's okay we're gonna get out of the there aren't too many mysteries left to talk about where we talk about his dad. There's enough other stuff to talk about. Um, then we get the first where he has set up his agency in the garage. You mentioned this earlier. He scrawls a sign on a piece of cardboard. He passes like flyers out to the town, which is, I think, just a whole bunch of small business owners. It is it is small business owners of the town here in Idaville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all of whom can, you know, get their stores robbed at a moment's notice. Um, and he has someone come in. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like, some kids stole my tent. Mm-hmm. And it's Bugs Meanie and his boys. Tell me a little bit about Bugs Meanie again, Andrew. He is the Bugs leader Meanie of the is pack. The bi- he's the leader of the Tigers, a young, a gang of juvenile youths. Or wait. <laughs> Juvenile yes. youths. <laughs> juvenile youths. I was thinking about juvenile detention center. Delinquents? So I was trying to think. Delinquent youths. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and he's the biggest, dirtiest one, so he's the leader. That's true. That's true. And I don't I don't really remember. They Clearly, they stole this man's tent so they could set it up as a hideout and party in it. And the guy walks. Maybe it's another kid. I don't even remember walks Encyclopedia Brown in and is like, hey, these kids... It's another kid, yeah. He's like, hey, they stole my tent. And Encyclopedia Brown knocks a bunch of cards on the floor and they're like, nah, we set this up a week ago. And he's like, no, dude, the ground's wet. If you set this up a week ago, what? It's... I don't really... How does he solve this one? Man, you're not... Okay, so it's been raining for two days. Okay. And we... At the beginning of this mystery... Is, you know how all businesses like lose money in the first year? Encyclopedia's <laughs> new detective business is not going so great. And so it talks about how it's rainy and dreary. And then he finally catches this case. Yeah. Um, this tent tent stealing case. Sure. 
and he goes into the tent and he kicks over a deck of cards. I don't know if it's by accident or as like an intimidation tactic. <laughs> and the ground is is dry. But the tigers say that the kid who said that the tiger stole the tent, they stole the kids stole it from the tigers this morning. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And encyclopedia is like, well, if he stole it this morning, the ground would be wet and the cards would be wet and they're not. So give me. He's like, I'll call the cops. I will call the cops. And this this leads me to my other big question. First big question is why is Encyclopedia Brown's dad an idiot? Second question, why do the tigers not simply beat the tar out of Encyclopedia yeah, Brown? That's true. Because he is <laughs> why not do a they fighter. Always, it's always like, oh, you got me again. And they shake their <laughs> fists and they disappear into the into the horizon it's, yeah it's very like shredder and the ninja turtles like saturday morning cartoon oh well we'll see you next time gadget like good luck um the next one uh bugs me you want to just visit the chat real quick before yeah you please get hit me another? please hit me uh spin asks are any of the crimes like vivisection or desecration of a corpse <laughs> something lighthearted to bring up at the dinner table no these are all it, they're sometimes guns but never murder so maybe there is a like an SVU at the at the police station in Idaville that Encyclopedia Brown is not is not party to. Yeah, um, maybe his dad is busy with those cases and he doesn't have the brain space for <laughs> the jewelry store robberies. Uh, Danny says that uh, I have a new theory. The dad actually just became an adult, big style, and they're actually two kids winging it and real deep in this. By the time we meet them. That's good because big is part of the that story wouldn't work if the internet existed because he would just mm-hmm. buy that machine off eBay and become a kid mm-hmm. again instantly, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have had sex with that lady. Well, <laughs> and then Spin asked, "Does Meanie does Bugs Meanie function like Red Herring does in Pup Named Scooby Doo?" Yes, that's basically it. He's a recurring low level antagonist okay. who every once in a while teams up with encyclopedia when there's a bigger enemy to defeat like a girl <laughs> well we'll get we'll get to sally kimball uh west 705 asks about sally kimball we have sally approaching in a story soon but i do want to give a shout out to the case of the civil war sword andrew that opens with a kid saying what to encyclopedia brown are you any good at swords are you any good at swords yeah that's a question you ask a kid in a garage um and this boils down to Bugs Meanie is trying to give this kid a a civil war sword uh in exchange for valuables um like a sports jersey I think um or money or something maybe both mm-hmm. and uh he, the kid is like hey I don't know that Bugs is telling the truth he is Bugs Meanie after all can you come in and like just second me in this deal and make sure that this is real. Um, and it boils down to, uh, oh, Bugs is like, hey, don't you want this sword from the great Southern General Stonewall Jackson? Which made me shake my head until I got a headache. Yeah, Encyclopedia's still a cop. Yep. Let's just move on. Um, and it hinges on the engraving on the sword talking about the, quote, first battle of Bull Run. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, the battle of Bull Run. Yeah, he was definitely there. 
And Sakapi goes, no, 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 my friends. You will not be taking this sword. And then it's like, where? why don't you go <laughs> click and see what the answer is? And I feel like the answer to this one should have just been, no, this teenage boy does not have Stonewall Jackson's <laughs> sword from the Civil War. It's a, it, it hinges on it having the word first on it because if it was the if it was given to him at that battle, of course they would not have written first battle of Bull Run on it. Um, you know, bingo, bango, QED. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, case of Murko's. Well, there is all, this is another one where, where part of the solution is also just like, do you know a fact? Yes, true. and it's that people from the south would have called the battle of Bull Run some other. Stupid thing. Yes, that's like Battle the Battle of backup. Manassas, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the case of Mirko's grandson is the next mystery where we meet Ke- Sally Kimball. I don't. I could take or leave this chapter as a as a riddle, as a mystery. Um, but I do like that we meet Sally, who is like an amazing athlete, shows up in town and beats the crap out of Bugs Meanie for fun. Like physically beats, just beats him to the ground. Like he keeps getting up and she keeps knocking him down. So she's, all right, the book describes her as pretty good at sports, beats up Bugs Meany, and is also very smart, like Encyclopedia Brown. Yes. Um, apparently, uh, Sobel was inspired by the British television show The Avengers and the character Emma Peel, where that was like a detective kind of like spy show where Emma Peel did a lot of the fighting. And so he thought, well, why don't I make a character like that in my book? Um, Especially because Encyclopedia Brown is not a fighter. He's a lover and he's a problem solver, but he is not a fighter. We Um, have no evidence of him being a lover. Come now. He's good. Come now, Craig. Who, why, why wouldn't he be able to solve the mysteries of the heart, Andrew? (laughs) Love is full of contradictions that I don't know if Encyclopedia can solve, but I guess if anyone can, it's him. He's very observant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think his biggest drawback in a relationship would be that he would get frustrated. He's someone who would like measure his partner's intellect in a way that was very problematic. I think. Okay. And cause a lot of strain in their relationship. And it it does seem so. He and Sally do team up. Like yeah. she becomes his. His number Partner two and bodyguard yeah. <laughs> during the in the uh, in the detective agency, and so yeah, it it is good that he's not threatened by a girl, yeah, who is as smart as he is. But I guess he probably still secretly thinks that he's smarter than she is because she defeated he defeated her riddle, yeah, which was like a dumb riddle about a trapeze artist named the Great Mirko who's going to get their inheritance, and it hinges on whether or not you could like think about the trapeze artist being a woman not a man like it's like oh yeah it's it's one of two mysteries in here that hinges <laughs> on like gender assumptions it's really in a way that isn't doesn't seem super progressive it's just like oh you got it wrong you close-minded idiot um so then she's on board we get the case of the bank robber this is a like another help the cops episode where a man robs a bank. Well, Oh, they, they are going to deposit their earnings in the bank. That's how it starts. Cause they're like, Oh, business is booming. We got to go put this right, money. Yeah. In the they've, they're <laughs> they pulling like in quarters, hand over fists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we got to go put this money in the bank and uh, they see a man running out of a bank with a bag 
full of money. He bumps into a blind guy on the street and then gets up and runs away. And the cops pick him up. And his dad's like, nah, the bag just had bread in it, dude. Like, we can't solve this one. Help me. And so yeah, he's like, we can keep him overnight for resisting arrest, but then we have to let him go. <laughs> and and isn't it like around like, it's so strange that there was a beggar in our town. We should go because look him be- up. Because begging is against the law here in Idaville. <laughs> so they, that's they, literally what he said. It's like, it's weird that we have a beggar because it's not allowed. Uh, they track down blind Tom at the old Martin Inn, and lo and behold, he is not blind at all. Because why, Andrew? He was reading a newspaper. Yeah, he, he the light was on, and he was reading a newspaper. There was a newspaper in his room, and he said, "I haven't had visitors in a long time," and so that's how you know it's not a visitor's newspaper. It does not prove that he was in on the scheme i think that guy even though he was pretending to be blind could probably still have some deniability and get I mean, and like I maybe not get put in jail for this it's encyclopedia probably goes back to his dad and has enough evidence and enough clout with his dad because True. he solves all the crimes in town to say go do sort of a warrantless search of this man's <laughs> home God. And I bet you'll find the money there. And then his dad does, and the crime is solved. Yeah, the the like the targeted harassment that could result from this ten year old kid just like <laughs> catching you in a white lie is really awful. Now that I think about it. Okay, um, this okay. Can we turn to my favorite case, Andrew? The case of the happy yes. nephew. Mm-hmm. The happy nephew sounds like a, a yoga position or a meal I could order. It just sounds fun. The happy nephew. Mm-hmm. The happy nephew, yeah. Um, someone robbed a bank, a bakery, excuse me, and I have in my notes, why do people commit crimes here still? Because, listen, there's a boy knock genius. something over also. Like, do you think, yeah, bakery, that's I'm going to get, that's where I'm going to get the real dough, is this bakery. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Do you see what you did there? Yeah, I know what I did. <laughs> I was just trying to get a rise out of you. Mm. Really <laughs> rolling this one out, huh? <laughs> uh. I don't know. I don't. I don't have muffin to apologize for. Oh my good lord! Um, so the that suspect John Abbott was at the scene. Uh, people saw him out the window. And so this is one where Encyclopedia actually gets to do a ride along with his dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's like training day. It's like the hit movie training day. And he rolls out there and his dad's like, stay in the car. And, and Encyclopedia's like, well, okay, fine. And the suspect is hanging out in front of his house, playing with his barefoot nephew in front of a bright yellow car. And right as he's about to like, talk to the chief of police he thinks about putting his nephew on the ground but the rocks are all sharp in the gravel driveway so he puts his nephew on the hood of the car and he's like nah i haven't i couldn't have robbed that bakery i was 600 miles away and i just got back five minutes ago i was gone for the last 12 hours great alibi that's the thing about a good alibi is to make it as complicated as possible (laughs) to make it a math problem that has no witnesses is a great alibi (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the, what is the solution? And I honestly, I think I figured this one out as soon as I put the details together of the barefoot kid and the car. 
Yeah, this is one of the ones I remember because it was a good enough mystery that because the book does tell you like in detail what this nephew is doing in a way that sticks out a little bit, but it is one of like many sort of protruding facts that it that it gives you and so it doesn't stand out as much as it does in some of the other shorter ones sure it feels very Um, atmospheric even though it is the critical detail but the uh the solution to the puzzle is if he had just gotten back from a 12-hour car trip like you said his nephew would have burned his feet on the hot hood of that car sure 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 and that one's pretty good that is one again that I made a note that's like, all you did was ruin that man's alibi. You didn't prove his guilt. You didn't find the money. You didn't, you know, all you did was corroborate another, or you basically said that that witness who says they saw him has more standing. It's not just he said, he said. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, not not enough for a conviction yet, encyclopedia, but maybe. Um, I could take or leave the case of the diamond necklace. Some lady's friend tried to steal her necklace at a party. She hired the. This is another one where the most obvious solution is the right one, which is the person lied to you and did the crime themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Which I feel like is is policing one hundred and one. Is you make sure that the person didn't do the the thing. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. Yeah, she hired the chief of police to come to her party and make sure no one stole the necklace off her friend after uh, she probably because he only he offers his services for twenty five cents <laughs> as well. Probably her her friend sent her a letter anonymously that said, "If you don't leave ten thousand dollars in this park, someone's gonna steal your necklace." <laughs> just, just not a good ransom note. Um, not a good ransom note to send it before you actually have the ransom. Um, and yeah, encyclopedia is like, yo, that person did it. They just left it behind. They were going to get it later. Good crime. Fooled you. Um, case of the knife and the watermelon, Andrew. This is a weird one. And this it? is a strange one. Set so it up. Grown, this is the grown, the, the only one where a grown up comes in to the detective agency. I guess he felt like he couldn't go to the cops cause the crime was too stupid. <laughs> But he it's a grocer or something and he comes into the brown detective agency with a knife, a watermelon that has a knife in it. And he said, like, someone threw this knife through my window and it landed in this watermelon. And I need you to help me figure out who did it. And Encyclopedia says, "Okay, we'll just print the knife. You know, we'll just get the fingerprints off of it. And the baker, because he apparently is. I don't know, like he's Mr. Magoo or something. Like he knocked a bag of flour onto the watermelon and the knife. (laughs) And then he cleaned up the watermelon and the knife, but like left the knife in the watermelon. Yeah. But he's been carrying the watermelon around. So you can't even do like a like a JFK assassination like room. Like you can't like analyze the angle of where the knife came from anymore because you've moved the watermelon well it's just the most it's the most contrived i feel like if you and i put our heads together for 45 seconds we could come up with a more plausible explanation for why the knife didn't have fingerprints on it and i understand that donald j sobel probably didn't want to write a sequence where encyclopedia like sent the prince to the lab and (laughs) was waiting for results and stuff but yeah, that he dumped flour and then wiped it all off. That's it's just weird. Yeah, and Encyclopedia Brown says, stabbing a watermelon isn't against the law. I mean, it's not the same as stabbing a person. 
That's true. Good point. That's Good true. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, that's what I always say. But Mr. Patch, the guy who has the watermelon, the grocery store clerk or owner, um, he says, oh, I saw boys in like, you know, athletic jackets, like varsity jackets or something. Um, and of course, Encyclopedia Brown, who knows all the neighborhood gangs, is like, oh, that's the that's the Lions. They're the boys club down the way. Um, we're going to go down there and try and get them to fess up. And these are not these are not Bugs Meanies boys. No, they're not Bugs Meanies boys. It's another big cat themed gang. And I think the Lions are meant to be like a little bit more upscale. Yes, I think it's a class thing. As a yes. gang, like yes. it's a classier gang from a from a better part of town true. than the Tigers. True, 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 true. Um, and so they confront the three boys in question. Um, you know, basically who Joker's tricked this watermelon. Um <laughs> And they're all of them are like, well, we, I, it's not my knife. It's not my knife. It's his knife. It's he. It's his. He's the one who has the knife. Um, and I don't remember his name, but one of them says, well, it couldn't be mine because mine's longer than that one. The he specifically says the blade of my knife <laughs> is longer than that one. You dingus. And then, uh, and then it's like Lupita's like, oh, it's that one. Um, yeah, it's that one. It's the one who made the most obvious stupid mistake that he possibly could have made. <laughs> Which that all happens, and then it's like, oh, do you want the answer? And the, and the answer is like, yeah, there's no way that that kid could have known how long the knife was in unless he recognized the handle. So it was still buried in that watermelon. Yes, uh, Marta says CSI Idaville. Wait till we get to the egg spinner chapter, and I'm going to tell you about CSI Idaville. Egg spinner. Egg spinner. Um, the the next one, Case of the Missing Roller Skates. This is another one that hinges on gender identity confusion. Like, and I feel like the the way even even, and sometimes we get some guff for like bringing our modern our modern day PC morality to these old books. I think even in the fifties, you could have done a lady doctor, and the crook assumes that it's a man doctor, and like gotcha. But instead, it's a man doctor. With a woman's name. It's a man named Vivian. Uh-huh. And the the culprit says he in reference to Vivian and because he knows that Vivian is a man and not, and not a woman. Because he didn't assume that it was that a woman named Vivian would be a woman. That's the solution to the crime. Yeah, because Encyclopedia Brown was getting his tooth pulled by Dr. Vivian tooth puller whatever his last and name is and, and he's gonna give his tooth to some other friend of his who yes. collects teeth in a jar which yes. we haven't talked about charlie is the town oh, teeth no. collector who factors into the champion egg spinner episode as well um the teeth economy is strong in idaville um so yeah i don't know don't you don't you know you put that under your pillow and it's like between one and five dollars a pop depending on who your parents are. that's true that's true um but yeah, Encyclopedia solves this one. He comes out. These were Sally's roller skates. They got nipped while he was getting his tooth pulled. He takes a beat to be like, well, I think Vivian's a better name for a woman, but this dentist is okay. And that's how you know that that detail is going to come back later. Um, it's a very strange thing to say in your head uh, there. You want to know something that, I'm, that I did when I was a kid that still, when I think about it, sends like hot waves of embarrassment like coursing all over my face please please that i once said 
that I thought Leslie was a dumb name for a boy to a kid whose dad's name was Leslie. It was a mean thing that you said. It was a mean thing that I said. I was in fifth grade and I was a, you know, like many fifth grade boys, I was I was not great. Yeah. I was not my best self. Yeah. But I think about that and I'm not just because of the stupidity of the thing that I said, but it's just such an unforced error. Like that's what kind of hot take am I trying to get out that I need to <laughs> like what? Yeah, I'm I'm reminded of a friend's D&D campaign where a character's name was Sydney and an enemy that the DM made like was making fun of him by calling his character Cindy. And it's like, what are we doing? Middle school what boys, what are you doing? Is my new series on this podcast. I don't, I think a lot about how Henry's going to be a middle school boy one day, and I hope that our relationship can weather it. Oh my God. It's going to be tough. He's going to think a lot yeah. of things are funny when he's eight, and that you are oh, not going to think are funny. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. He's not going to know how to read a room at all, and his type five is going to be terrible. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, Encyclopedia Brown solves this roller skate mystery by a getting a kid's personal information from a doctor, which violates. I did highlight laws. that, and I was like, "Is that just was that just not le- illegal?" It's a yet? HIPAA violation for sure. Um, and then yes, the kid knows that the dentist that the doctor is a dentist and a man, which means that the kid went into that office, um, and so he's caught. Okay, case of the champion egg spinner. Andrew, hit me with this book-closing mystery. Business is booming at the Brown Detective Agency. It's booming so much that he can go and get cold, frosty cold chocolate milkshakes when it's not even warm out. And so he is in the local soda jerkery getting a milkshake, <laughs> and a guy comes in with an egg. A kid. A, and he's sp- a kid. A, a kid. A kid. Sorry. A kid comes in with an egg, and he's spinning this egg on the counter. And Encyclopedia is like, what are you do? Why are you spinning an egg? And the kid's like, I'm the best at spinning this egg, and I'm going to win the egg spinning contest tomorrow. <laughs> and Encyclopedia is like, okay, bye. And he leaves just as the kid like drops his egg off the counter onto the floor. And the guy who, the, the soda jerk, the guy who runs the soda store, Brings a broom and dustpan out to sweep the egg up. Well, let me pause you right there. I'll just check in with okay. our chat. Nora says that HIPAA was 1996, so uh, that's the law that prevents disclosure of confidential medical information. I liked it. Just because it wasn't against the law doesn't mean that maybe you should you shouldn't like ask this strange boy why he needs someone's home address. Yeah, well, I mean, um, Encyclopedia Brown runs this town, so I'm not. That's true. That's true. I don't want everybody, everybody in town probably knows not to cross the son of the chief of police. That's true. He gets to do whatever he wants. I don't remember who comes and asks for Encyclopedia's help in this one. Someone like bursts in and is like, yo, uh, Leroy, we need your help. There's this menace, Eddie Phelan. His egg beats everything. And he has been spinning his egg and betting people for stuff. And he's taking everyone's stuff. And tomorrow he's going to try and take Charlie's prized teeth collection. (laughs) And we can't (laughs) let him. The community is rallying against the menace Eddie Phelan. Um, And here are the rules of the competition. The boys go to the supermarket and each pick out an egg and they mark it with a pencil. And then the next day... They run this egg spinning competition. 
So I've hmm, right away. What is not what is not explained is how Eddie does the sleight of hand that switches his there the is egg a, he was supposed to use yes. with the like the 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 better spinning egg, <laughs> the better spin the magic better spinning like the weighted egg. Yes, people are like, that he, oh, that he uses he's injecting something in his egg. He's got a special egg that he swaps out. Like, what's the deal? Um, someone is suspecting foul play. Isaacine asks, "You can buy just one egg." No, it is a, it's a group of boys buying a, like a set of like eggs, a, a, a standard quantity of eggs, maybe a half dozen, and then or using dozen, yes. using all of those eggs for the big egg spinning competition the next day. And it's like Eddie invented egg spinning. It's not like people in the fifties were just going around spinning <laughs> eggs for fun all the time. This is a contest that Eddie invented and then suspiciously wins all the time. And everyone is just like, well, the system's the system. It's like I got to give up were, my stuff. It's like if you were a pool hustler, but you had invented pool. You had invented the game pool, yeah. So uh, they go to... So Eddie's running this elaborate game of find the lady on all these <laughs> dumb kids. <laughs> and uh, as soon as Encyclopedia Brown uh, gets to see the eggs, he actually, they let him hold the eggs, right? Um, to like make sure that it has the same mark that Eddie put on it. Right, yes. And as soon as he hands the eggs back, he turns to Sally or someone near him and goes, the case of the champion egg spinner is cracked. Yeah! And the CSI Miami <laughs> thing, and he throws his glasses off, uh, and it's the Who plays, and it's it's glorious. Um, so the... The Who had not been invented yet, but <laughs> if they had been... It would have been great. Um, so the the solution here, which of course Eddie does have to turn like, return all of the things. Well, encyclopedia, like he's always doing all this smug stuff. Every mm. chapter ends with him smugly being like, "I figured it out. Why didn't you, you dumb idiot?" He walks up to Eddie and the other boy and is like, "Hey, if you're so good at egg spinning, why don't you just switch eggs real quick? Could you just switch eggs real quick and just like show me how you do?" Because it shouldn't matter because it's just eggs, right? Like, it's all on the wrist, you know? It's not It's not anything to do with the How egg. How had no one asked him right? to do this before? Uh, <laughs> That's just like... And it <laughs> turns out that Eddie's egg was hard-boiled. And how you knew this is that the guy, the soda jerk, who cleaned up the egg got a broom and dustpan and was going to sweep up the egg. You can't sweep up a wet egg. It's true. A normal wet egg. Only a solid dry egg would be sweepable. Crack the case. And fry it and eat it up. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie had to return all of his winnings. Stephanie says foul play, and that is actually a uh, pun that Encyclopedia Brown makes <laughs> in the course of his punnery. I'm not kidding. Do you suspect foul play, he says? Mm-hmm. Yes. And everyone is like, Encyclopedia, could you just stop it? He's a <laughs> real, you, quit you know, he's a real hard-boiled detective. He just... It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so he's bedeviling me with these with this wordplay. <laughs> you're trying to get me to come out of my punny shell. Um, I think you're just a little scrambled. Usually, I am. That's you're, true. You are. You and to be fair, you are making it over easy for me. Uh, well, we're all a little fried these days, if you ask me. <laughs> eh, just trying to keep the sunny side up. You know, just be optimistic. I think this is this episode's over. Easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> idiot um <laughs> so he, i enjoyed this book a lot i feel like again i kept getting tricked up on is he actually like 
he's just pointing out where people are wrong more than he is advancing causes of justice or putting criminals away or anything. Like, he is just like, oh, you lied and I caught you. See you later. I'm a 10-year-old. Everybody in the chat, by the way, is going off about egg spinning. And I think we might. I mean, do we need to do an experiment about what preparation of egg spins the best? That's good. (laughs) So I I do wonder if a soft-boiled egg would spin as well as a hard-boiled egg. I bet the... I think it might be the same, just harder to make. Yeah, I bet it's just an issue of the fact that, like, you want the density... You want the weight distribution of the egg to be even. Like, you don't want the yolk sloshing around in there. Yeah, right, sure. Because that would cause it to fall over. Yes, lots of calls for an egg experiment. Um, Did you know that if you press an egg from the ends, it's really, really strong and it's hard to crack? Like between your hands, if you like long ways, oh, take the egg and try and crush it, it's really hard to do. I don't think I've ever tried that. No, yeah. And this isn't a funny prank where I tell you to do that and then you break an egg and it gets all over you. It's just the egg is structurally <laughs> sounder that way. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, did this live up to your expectations revisiting Encyclopedia Brown, Andrew? It was shorter than i remember and it was easier than i remember to solve all the all the mysteries but it's probably because i'm 34 years old (laughs) and not nine yeah if it's not clear from how we've been talking about this the book is very short and all of the mysteries are like max four or five pages if that and the solutions are like a page Mm -hmm. um so it's not Again, this is not a book with an overarching story. This these are not mysteries that compound upon another. Um you really get like one or two salient details and then you're expected to solve it from there. Um Spin ironically in the chat is going off on spinning eggs saying that a hard-boiled egg has a solid center that spins with the shell whereas spinning an egg with a liquid core that innards spin at a different rate causing the spin to fail sooner. Uh, so yeah, Spin knows what they're talking about. Andrew, if we were going to make an Encyclopedia Brown for the 21st century, uh, what would he charge, first of all? How much money would he charge? And what types of mysteries would he solve? Ooh. I'm, I mean, it's got, is it like some kind of a task rabbit thing? Oh, the gig are economy. You like, are, you, are you like Venmo? It would be kind of a gig economy thing. Yes. Correct. Maybe he has an app. He's that smart. He could have made his own app. He could have an app. Yeah, Encyclopedia Brown, just the EB would be the name of the app, I guess. Or like something without, Encyclopedia with no vowels in it or something. Sure, 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 sure. Um, And this is, of course, like we have to, we have to acknowledge that Wikipedia Brown is already taken. And so we have to do something else. Correct, correct. Because the, the, of course, the best 21st century interpretation is wikipedia brown who like selectively knows a lot about things but it's not been fact checked also there's like Um, there's like a bunch of people just following wikipedia brown around like constantly trying to change the facts the whole time (laughs) i'm sure these jokes have all been done by bj novak or whatever um yeah i think he charges i mean he charges he believes in a 15 dollar an hour minimum wage yes so he charges like 20 dollars an hour he's paying sally 15 an hour he, and he gets paid under the table, so he's not, you know, he's not on the books. He's not because he, he believes that taxation is theft. Also, <laughs> it's a weird, 
it's a weird combination of beliefs that Encyclopedia Brown has. Yeah. And but he also does believe in a universal basic income. He thinks it would be fair and maybe there'd be a little yeah. less crime. Right. Yeah. It just shouldn't come from taxes. Some of the issues just wrap around that way. It's odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um he did predict the uh, great recession. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. He saw it coming. If he had predicted the great recession though, everyone would listen to him because yeah. Do you think like Ben Bernanke had like a 10 year old son who was trying to tell him all the stuff to do? And <laughs> I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you to the chat for keeping us uh, energized throughout this recording. We're so happy to have you with us. So happy to have your support. Um, and so happy for all of our listeners who are keeping us going during the times that we're having. Um, if you have ideas for a 21st century uh, Wikipedia Brown, Encyclopedia Brown, uh, you can send it into overduepod at gmail.com or hit us up on the social medias, facebook.com slash overduepod or twitter.com slash overduepod. I bet that Encyclopedia Brown would have to spend a lot of time like rooting out Twitter personas. Like Ashley Feinberg might be the new Sally. She might be. She might be encyclopedia. She might be encyclopedia. I mean, everything's get. Everything's getting these like female focused reboots. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think. I think she's encyclopedia brown. I don't want to blow. Or else, just the answer to every mystery is like it was Russia again. Oh God, no! (laughs) Oh no! It was Putin. Putin did it. (laughs) Encyclopedia Brown, go on Chapo. Um, Andrew, folks want to know more about the show. Where should they go? Overduepodcast.com. The end. That's it. Um, if yeah. you want to support the show like the folks in the chat have or you want to join us for the next one of these, which is, should be in June, uh, head to patreon.com slash overdue pod and solve the mystery of how to give us money. Uh, <laughs> you can check our social feeds or our website. We, we don't we don't have a 25 cent tier. Should we have a 25 cent tier? No, that would be complicated for tax purposes. <laughs> Remember, taxation is theft. Um, oh, and sure. our schedule for May should be up sometime probably by the time this hits the main feed so check out our social and website for that um and in the meantime stay safe stay healthy and andrew what do we say every time everybody try really really hard to be happy That was a HeadGum Podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.